All right, ladies and gentlemen, the event that me and just me, maybe just me, I don't know, maybe the others on board here have been waiting for for a long time. This is Men Seeking Tomahawks coming at you live, reporting live from sunny Cleburne, Texas. Sunny and windy Cleburne, Texas. How about that? At the depot. It's been the longest month of my life waiting for this day to get here, Jeff. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm so excited. I am so excited. Uh, we are, I don't believe you. you I, well, you know, I'm, I'm living a lie, Webb. You know what, uh, what, what lie True. I think we, did tell, we didn't tell Webb was... Um, there, there's no smoking in here, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. We so, Webb would not have joined us today if he knew that there was going to be this nope. long of a, a drought. Sorry, Sorry Webb. So, so Dan, where are we? Where is the place that doesn't allow smoking? We are right behind Section 101 at what I presume is called the depot, based on all the trains that are surrounding me here. And this is just south of Fort Worth uh, by about 30 minutes in sunny Cleburne, Texas, like you said, at a baseball stadium. So as, as, as you, good listener, may know at this point, I've been spending my summer. I've been summering in Cleburne, as one will. But this is the, the first outing to uh, Webb and Dan out to this ballpark. And I just wanted to kind of get some, some feedback, just some instant reactions from my co-hosts here. How do you guys feel about where you're at right now? Paint, so, the, paint the picture audibly. It's a lovely field. Uh, it's nice, open air. Uh, you can see the highway out there. Chisholm Trail Road. Chisholm Trail Road. How do you feel about the ballpark <laughs> itself, though? I mean, it, it, like uh, the clouds are really nice today. Zoom, zoom it's in, really guys. well manicured. Beautiful uh, ballpark. Beautiful. They yeah. keep the grass so green. How do they do that this time of year? It's a mystery yeah. to you and me, Dan. And the nice brown dirt. Nice brown dirt. I, I think you guys are downplaying the uh, magic is, is what you're doing here. I like the trains, too. The trains are awesome. There are a number of choo-choo trains for you to look at. We, uh, this There's is just engine. A, this is a This is a hidden gem. Whether the two of you like to admit it or not, this is a hidden gem. We're going to spend the day speaking with baseball players and coaches and the the people that run this organization they run it well uh, and then the three of us are going to take in a baseball game with playoff implications as these Clay, cleburne railroaders are looking to make their first playoff berth in team history yes and we'll we'll hear about that later as we talk to some of the management i'm sure but uh yeah you know i i don't mean to hurt your feelings by downplaying it because it's not what we're doing um no not at all but uh yeah no it's it's great i this is my first experience with independent league baseball um been to some minor league games and in frisco and made a stop in durham for the the world famous bulls but uh for this level i didn't know what to expect you know this is uh and i'm sure every team in independent baseball has a little bit different setup uh, and this has to be one of the nicer ones, seeing as it's one of the newer ballparks. It's a beautiful ballpark. This has been my reprieve from real life, which has been much needed. And I am just, I am just smitten with the fact that you two, my two besties, are out here. Uh, we're going to spend some time with uh, a lot of friends and family this evening, uh, as they also are. I'm introducing everyone to my religion tonight. Uh, so, guys, coming up next, we're just going to have a smattering of chit-chat with uh, this organization's uh, players and, and management and whatnot. Um, but first, 
we are going to stay true to format. Uh, here is uh, some acoustic goodness all the way from Ottawa, Dan. Can you believe it? Canada? Yeah, Ottawa, Canada. Wow. As a matter of fact, this is the Cold City Kings with the track Holiday right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. Come on, honey. Let's take a ride. Let's take a holiday. It's a sunny day. Let's take our time. Come on, sweetie. Let's take a drive. Who knows where we'll go? Cruise the country road. We'll take our time. holiday it's a little bit of uh, acoustic goodness out of ottawa now remember guys you can hear more from any musician that we play on the show except for the one that you hear in the background right now you probably won't find that if you go to menseekingtomahawks.com but any of the independent artists we have a a listen to you can uh find more of their stuff um oh look look who's joining us now look at this right here all right. So first and foremost, we have the man who helped us set this entire thing up. It's Mr. Denning from the Cleburne Railroaders, everybody. Oh, you guys are too kind. Thank you. Hey, dude. How are you? I'm exhausted, and <laughs> it's closing on game 85 of a 100-game regular season. I am here from 9 a.m. to midnight every single day. I am tired. But the playoff race is keeping me going. I mean, you guys had a rain out this week, so I know you got a little break. Oh, that was huge. <laughs> you guys have no idea. Like, 
you, you, you're like, what do I do with my hands? It's like <laughs> 630. And you're like, I could go home and like watch a movie if I want. I could go eat a normal dinner. That's so what did we do? Dog. What yeah. did we do? We, we went home and watched Netflix for sure. Like, awesome. Uh, yeah, nice. it was a slam dunk Chick-fil-A drive through and some Netflix. And I loved every second of it. That is glorious. I, I have the problem of when that actually does happen to me. I just scan Netflix for an hour. A lot of browsing. Yeah. Never, never pick I one I end up thing. picking the same movie that I watch uh, basically every single time. But. What do we go with? Um, War Dogs is the one that I've watched like four mm. times in the last five days. It's, That's I don't know, good, it's like good, background good almost. Yeah. So Denning, you wear many hats here. Um, tell, tell us for the audience, what, what all are the hats that you wear for the Cleburne Railroaders? Okay, so my title is technically media relations and broadcast manager, which morphs into about 15 other different things. Um, I would say my primary responsibility during the day is social media, uh, updating our, our team website, updating the rosters, stat packs, distributing lineups, and then when 6.30 rolls around, it's the broadcast. And so uh, your, your day kind of just follows this linear progression of, of you know taking care of certain things earlier in the day, and then by the time game time rolls around, it's a different responsibility. Right, right. That sounds exhausting. Uh, so I definitely understand that. Now, this has been a really exciting team to watch this year. I've been sitting out at third base bar, uh, enjoying the scenery from that vantage point. But uh, you tell, I mean, you, you've, you've had to pay far more attention than I have. <laughs> so tell, tell me about from, from uh, your perspective, what is this team this year? Um, I feel like it's an exciting team. Well, like a lot of independent teams, we've kind of gone through a a roller coaster of the season where you know you start with a roster where you're like hey this looks really good on paper and then if a bunch of guys are good at the beginning of the season they get their contracts transferred to major league organizations we had three pitchers gone in the span of a week and wow, wow. there's no real recovering from that you just kind of have to like weather the storm for a little bit and now it seems like we've got that second wave of talent in and are playing some really good baseball um, but it is a dogfight right now in the south division we are a half game behind Lincoln for second place and a game ahead of Sioux City who we're playing right now and only the top three teams make it. So two of the three are gonna are gonna get into the playoffs, then it's a one game playoff. They changed the playoff format like two weeks ago, which was bizarre, but uh, two of the three will get in, somebody's going home. Um, we're still looking for our first playoff berth ever, so this would mean a whole lot to the Railroaders as a franchise uh, to snag one of those playoff spots. and. Ideally, we'd love to have it here. I mean, yeah, just the yeah. chance to host a playoff game. We know that uh, this community supported us uh, so well, and I think if, if it was a playoff-type atmosphere, that would be a really fun thing to experience. Yeah, it's a, it's a great arena. It's a great ballpark. Um, I, I think this is just a, such a gem. Um, I don't know, you and me are like Twitter fans or Twitter friends, <laughs> so it's weird to be looking at you and talking I know, to you. I know. Should we just tweet? You know, yeah, let's turn yeah, the mics yeah, off and just fine. tweet. <laughs> but but you know, I wanted to, I just want to tell you guys how much I've appreciated the railroaders, especially this season. So um, I work in medical, and so the last year and a half half has been hell, like for the day job. I imagine. And so whenever the season came around and I discovered you guys, uh, this has been it's just such a great atmosphere. And uh, like I said, you guys do a bang-up job here, and I really appreciate it. Um, well, thank you. I think I think one of the things that I'm very bullish on, just in general, and Dan knows this, is independent baseball. Um, I feel as if the more people know about it, the more fans you're going to get just because it's so unique. And, and one of the funny things that you point out is there's no reinforcements. You guys are yeah. not affiliated no with AAA. anybody. 
Yeah, so you're pretty much, I mean, it's it's such a, uh, just the, the mentality of independent baseball is something that's so unique. It is, yeah, and it's an easy story to kind of sell is, what I, is how I've always described it because your roster is oftentimes a collection of guys who were from a small school and they got overlooked or they were literally just small and got overlooked or they got hurt and they were in the major leagues but they had Tommy John and now they have to prove themselves again. So your entire roster is basically like underdog stories. It's very easy to, to find somebody in the clubhouse who's had to overcome incredible obstacles just to get back to this point and they're trying to prove that they can earn their way back to affiliated baseball so just from like the pure baseball perspective uh, it is a really cool underdog story and then you have the fact that we are independent so there's no real rules on what we can do when it comes to you know like social media and promotions and all that kind of stuff there's no higher power that's like hey don't tweet that you know like I, I, like I can basically say whatever I want on Twitter which is an incredibly freeing feeling and uh, you know we've really been allowed to do it basically we whatever we want on Twitter this year we've had a lot of growth with it it's been a lot of fun but yeah I mean I think the more people who realize that independent baseball is still good baseball and then it's just a lot more fun um, the more people who discover it the more fans we're gonna have I would think what are some of your favorite stories out of this uh, off of this roster in terms of those underdogs Oh, man. One of my personal favorites is Michael Krause, who's probably our best reliever this year. And uh, I don't even know where to begin with his story. So in college, first of all, he didn't even play baseball at all until his senior year of high school. Like, didn't even, was not even on a team. Played as a senior, hardly ever played. And so he's just like, you know, I like baseball, but I'm just going to go to school, be a student. He played club baseball uh, at Xavier University. And he was like, you know, I kind of got the itch to play a little bit more uh, competitively. And so he transfers to another school, to another Division One school. He, he was that talented and was able to go right onto the varsity roster at a place called St. Bonaventure. Transfers one more time as a graduated senior to a Division Two school named Mercyhurst, which is in Pennsylvania. And he ends up leading the country in strikeout to walk ratio as a senior. Didn't get drafted because it's Division Two, and sometimes that's, that's difficult to get drafted out of there. And so he signs with the Houston Apollos, who are the travel team in the American Association. He pitched against now Cleburne just, here. Describe for, for our audience what a travel team oh, is. This is a whole, I, I'm <laughs> going to be here. Yeah. Okay. So the American Association lost a team in St. Paul over the offseason who was the 12th team. And you have to have balance on the schedule. You need a, an even number of teams or else the divisions don't work and the schedule doesn't work. Right. So Houston was brought in at the 11th hour as a travel team, and I mean that literally, they do not play any home games. They play all 100 games on the road, and they drive themselves like they don't have a bus. They they literally go in these like vans together and, and come to the games as like a group. It, it's insane that these guys even show up and play, much less win games. But that's the team that Michael Krause was with earlier this year. Yeah, he threw three scoreless innings against Cleburne in this ballpark. We're not allowed to trade with Houston, so the only way we were able to get Michael Krause is that he just quit the Apollos. He was like, I don't want to do this anymore, and I don't blame him even a little bit. <laughs> he went home to Pennsylvania, and we were like, uh, we will take that guy. So we reached out to Michael Krause. He signs with us, comes to Cleburne, and has become like our primary setup man. It's incredible. Nice. So before we let you go, something that I'm interested in is obviously with the players, the, um, the goal is to move on, yes. right? Uh, what about in terms of like you and other people in the organization? Like obviously ownership is here to, to foster the community around what's happening here. 
But, I mean, everyone else involved probably wants to move on as well, right? Like, this is a, a launching point for a lot of people. It is um, It is great experience for, for a young guy like myself. You know, I, I went straight from college to independent baseball. I was with a team in Wichita first. And it's like you said, you know, you, you learn to wear so many different hats. If you're looking for a job straight out of college and you're wanting to work in sports, minor league baseball and independent baseball specifically – you just have to do so much. You have to be so flexible and you learn to do different things that uh, it becomes a great environment to improve yourself as a professional. And yeah, I mean, obviously the idea is you're not going to work in Cleburne for the next 45 years. You know, you, you, you take the skills that you've learned here uh, and you move on to, to the higher levels, if, if at all possible, if that's something you want to pursue. Yep. Um, I've always kind of been more interested in collegiate athletics. I think that's the place I'd like to end up uh, when it's all said and done. But uh, I'm enjoying my time here in Cleburne in the meantime. You're doing a bang-up job. I mean, Dan, this is Dan's first outing to uh, to sunny Cleburne. Oh, well, welcome, Dan. Happy to have you. Thank you. <laughs> but I know that just following you online and uh, if, find find the Railroaders on Twitter because it's uh, it's the, the cheapest entertainment you can possibly find. Definitely worth, worth a listen. But, you know, I think what you said, though, is interesting because you want to strike a balance, right? You don't want this to just feel like a place that everyone's evacuating. You want to have some sort of uh, familiarity mm-hmm. and some st- stability. Sure, for and, sure. And I think that that's something that this organization so far, you know, from what I've seen, it does a really good job at doing. And that's that's important here more than in other places, I feel like, because Cleburne is so unique to professional baseball in just terms of market size. There, there's really not another professional baseball team out there anywhere in the United States that is in a town of 30,000 people. And so you have to have that connection with your community and with the continuity of your staff. And you got to have familiar faces because you're seeing them like when you go to the grocery store. It's not like yeah. you're in Chicago where it's like, okay, I'll go to the dogs game tonight and never see any of these people ever again. Right. We see the same faces here at the depot almost every single night. It's Cleburne people uh, who are emotionally invested in this ball club. And so yeah, I, I really feel like that's an important part of what we're doing here is we're the Cleburne Railroaders. You know, we have to be a part of Cleburne, both in terms of the product on the field, but also the people in the front office. Well, cool. Denning, thank you so much for jumping on with us and having us out. We really uh, we love the Railroaders and we just we really enjoyed uh kind of having fun with you you guys are awesome thank you all so much for your support throughout the year it's been a blast uh, interacting with you guys on twitter and happy to have you all out yeah thanks hopefully it's not the last time absolutely don't, don't kick us out is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> thank you how about that how about that dan i like dinning i like that guy a lot and you like him a lot too because you like his twitter content yeah i kind of wanted to well he, he addressed it a little bit in that he basically has free reign to say whatever he wants on Twitter. Like he said, the uh, American Association doesn't have the same, uh, let's say, infrastructure that MLB has where they're apparently very strict on each team's social media and you can kind of get a wrist slap or more if your social media steps out of line. Yeah, uh, Not the case here, and, and he takes full advantage of it to the point where the American Association's Twitter account will often highlight what he what he is doing and it makes me feel they, they wish that some of the other 11 teams in the league might do the same things that Denning does here for the uh, Railroaders. They can, so, they can try. As someone who is not on Twitter, I don't tweet or anything like that. Well, g- give me an example. Well, what's, what's a good, what's a good so, Denning's tweet? Yeah, so the other evening uh, they, uh, they were playing the Milwaukee Milkmen. 
of Milwaukee. I've heard of this team. And uh, Denning, quote, they beat them. And uh, I think Denning's uh, quote on the tweet was the uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, so are you drinking 2% because you think you're fat? So, like, he, he can basically just, he just comes up with uh, memes and zingers and... I thought for sure there'd be a Dead Milkman reference there, there somewhere. Ooh, well, you should get on Twitter and lend I don't think so. a little bit more of no. the hard rock. No. Your hard rock and self no. to the flavor of, of this thing. Because honestly, I got to say, Webb, I'm not patting myself on the back by any means, but Men Seeking Tomahawks has definitely infiltrated uh, Cleburne Railroad's Twitter. I mean, we definitely have shaped... Uh, several of the conversations. For instance, the other evening there was supposed to be a game here. It didn't happen because weather. But um, weather there, what? One of uh, weather, rainy weather. Oh, not like weather no, or not. No, because weather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now this. Now, one of the cool things about indie baseball, uh, among the many, is that uh, there are wacky promos almost every night. And one of the funny promos that was going on here the other night was it was an evening of Bills. So if your name was Bill or Billy or William or anything like that, yeah, come sit down, man. We can get back to the story of Bills here in a moment. Bills, Bills, Bills. Hello. Hi, I was told by Denning to come see you. <laughs> yes, you were. He just left us here. He told us the same thing, man. Uh, identify yourself for the listeners here. My name is Miles Salazar. I'm an intern with Cleburne Railroaders. Hey, Miles. I'm Jack. This is Dan. This is Webb. We're the Men Seeking Tomahawks. And you, did I hear you were the social media intern? Is yes, that, I, yes, I'm the social okay, media. Okay, so we were just talking about that. Uh, t- tell us, we we're talking about social media and, mm-hmm. and how good you guys are at it, and you obviously play hand in that. What's your role in the social media output for the Railroaders? Um, I help Denning with the Twitter account as far as grabbing... Uh, recordings of in-game plays and Twitter captions, sometimes memes, uh, whenever he doesn't have time, but he's the ultimate meme guy. <laughs> well, I was just <laughs> explaining that to Webb, uh, how much we enjoy y'all's Twitter game. Uh, and I was explaining about the Bill game. Yeah. That, uh, so that, the, and, and you can clarify on this if you, if you need to here, but if your name was Bill or Billy or William, you got into that game for free. That was the anticipated thing. So. Is that why they canceled? Because it was just going to be a... <laughs> the, the, the amount of bills that we would lose the from line, that game. The line, yeah. out the, the line at the gate was so yeah. large that they had to just cancel. It couldn't afford to turn the lights on that night. Yeah, everybody <laughs> would be trying to finagle their way into saying, oh yeah, my name fits into this. Yeah. So, okay, so you answered one of my mysteries was like, how does Denny, how does he do the social media during the game but the answer is maybe he doesn't um whenever uh actually during away games he does all the social media not not instagram that's our that's our um that's our our social and digital media coordinator who just got hired uh taylor robinson she does the instagram yeah she's actually in a meeting right now um she does that for away and home games uh denning for in-game twitter content does it by himself during games on all away games Wow. Yeah. Just the amount of the amount of hats you guys have to wear to pull off what you do and you do it so stinking well. It's impressive. Yes. Yeah. How did, how did you get this gig? How did I get this gig? Um, I'm a I'm I'm a 24-year-old. I graduated from Texas Tech last year with a degree in sports media and uh, COVID caused me to lose an internship with ESPN Lubbock. 
Oh. Wow. Um, and then I got an internship with the Dallas Jackals, uh, the new uh, pro rugby team that's going to be playing in Arlington at the old Rangers ballpark. And then they decided to push that a year back a year, um, the day before I was supposed to start. And I and emailed the owner or the president of the team and said, "Hey, part of this internship was that you guys would help us get connected. Do you think there's any way that I could use those connections to maybe get some another gig while I have to wait a year?" And they were like, "Oh yeah." So they introduced me to the owner of this team, um, and that's how I got the internship through a lot of networking yeah so you you went to tech uh were you living like are you from the dallas area i'm from the dfw area okay so this wasn't a situation of you didn't like you're an out-of-towner i mean it's good to hear that you at least have a home base here yes okay thank god because you're wearing a canada canada shirt so i thought maybe you relocated from canada for the uh to cleburne which would have been a a little bit of a shock everybody makes that trip dan Everybody yeah. from Canada is coming to Cleveland. That's uh, that's the great trek of our people. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you Canadian? <laughs> no, this is my girlfriend's shirt. <laughs> okay, well, tell, uh, you, you, is she Canadian? No. I was going to say, we just played a song from uh, a, a band in Ottawa, sure and did. I was going to find out if one of you two were familiar with them, but I guess that answers that question. No, just a big fan of green. Uh, <laughs> it's a good shirt, and, and we are uh, we are very happy... Uh, with our with our northern brethren, uh, we're, we're we're big fans of Canada as well. So I got a question for Miles. Uh, Jack was wondering the tarp in center field. What's the uh, story behind the tarp and the building that's behind it? That is our maintenance building. So all of our uh, equipment and stuff back there. Some of the long lost secrets of the Cleveland Railroaders might be back there. I don't know. I haven't gotten <laughs> oh, wow. the opportunity to explore back there. Only for about five minutes. Yeah, sounds like a good late night, uh, hi- some hijinks to sneak yeah. into the, yeah. the exactly. main spin. We should do that. Now, the tarp just makes me feel like at some point something is going to be revealed. Like, that's just how I felt about the entire time. That's what I thought when I first got here. That yeah. tarp has never come off. I like, no- there's a mural behind it that's going to have the face. <laughs> that's going to have the face of, like, Denning and Miles, like, you know, social media intern and, and <laughs> coordinator like just when the tarp drops you guys it's like the, the memorial the tribute yeah my theory is it's an old school uh, scoreboard maybe oh. maybe that that's what jack I said the stadium was built in 1906 so um, I, did, I did say that it was built in ni- no i did not i said that the original cleburne <laughs> railroaders team is from 1906 which is why the game started 706 correct yes and look at me knowing my trivia there you go I saw Miles looking over his shoulder. Miles, is it time to get back to to the job? No, I was just seeing if Denning was still taping. Um, <laughs> no, um, I I got I got some time. I got some time. So one of the other, I mean, there's a lot of cool things about indie baseball. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, one of the things is that there's a there's wacky promotions all the time. Do you have any hand in you in planning those? Like, are you in on those meetings? No, that was decided by ownership and upper management. Um, we, our jobs as interns is just to help promote it as much sure. as possible. Um, the people like Roy Noonhouse um, help come up with those kind of things. He's our uh, partnership in sales, and they just do a fantastic job of coming up with those kind of things. Like, who would have thought of Bill Knight? Bill I wouldn't. Knight. I wouldn't have thought of Bill Knight. Is that was that your favorite promo this year, or do you have a favorite? Otherwise? Mine was Wild Wild West Night. Oh, those. If are you saw pictures and photos from that, that was one of our most fun nights. Even now, is this the movie Wild Wild West? No, not the not the Will <laughs> not Smith the, bomb. 
Will Smith could have been out here for Wild Wild West Night and for Bill Night. I celebrated the whole soundtrack during uh, middle school. Oh, you bet. So describe for us, though, the, the Wild Wild West event. Uh, at the Wild Wild West game, we had the Chisholm Trail Museum here that had about 20 to 30 people decked out in full-on old-school Western gear. There was, uh, there was a pregame gunfight. Sweet. Where we had wow. players lined up against both baselines, and uh, two people in Western clothes were shooting at each other, and they kept on killing all the players <laughs> until it was until it was the two of them left, and then they found out they were brothers, and they were like, ah, we don't got to fight. Wow. <laughs> this is like a whole show. Yeah. That's awesome. Our, the- our pregame concert was, I forget her name, but she's uh, she does a lot of work for the Chisholm Trail Museum, and her voice has actually been on a Pixar soundtrack. Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, that's yes. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, so she did our national anthem. Um, there were a bunch of saloon girls here uh, walking around taking pictures with people, which got every teenage boy here um, <laughs> super red in the face, and every dad here <laughs> took the opportunity was like, ah, go stand next to the, to yeah. the pretty girls. And I was like, no, dad, please don't. <laughs> it's great. This has such been such a cool environment, and it's neat to hear that you know, after what happened to you with the Jackals and with ESPN Lubbock, that you found uh, a place to have such a neat internship. Start building that resume up. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I would not trade this experience for the world. Uh, we, I, I usually do 12, 13-hour days here, usually oh. leaving about 2, 2.30 in the morning. And I got an hour drive back home. Uh, wow. So, uh, but honestly, I would not trade this. I, uh, three months ago, I was working as a dishwasher at BJ's. Yeah. And I got out at 11 p.m. there, but I was more tired than I am here. I love every second of being here. Dude, that's awesome. So, okay, so help me understand the, the late night scene here because I, like, these games start at 7. They go late. I mean, I'm, I feel like an old man because by the eighth inning or so, I'm ready for, for sleepy time. Yeah. But, like, my question to you is sometimes I'll hear the announcers say, stay late after the game and we can go up to the club and hang out with the players. Like, what is that scene like? Because I feel like that... That must be 2 a.m. <laughs> Kids here have a weird amount of energy because yeah. they'll stay here and wait to go meet the players up there at like 11 p.m. Because oh. the, the Classic Club stays open every night till 12. So there are people and players there having a drink and autographs from from players. It's a, just a grand old time. And um, as far as the night scene in Cleburne, I haven't seen much of it. Usually this I'm here. It. This, <laughs> is it. this is the night scene. But that's, you know, again, that's something that like, independent baseball offers that you really just don't see else you're not going to go grab a drink with one of the yankees or something that's interesting that the you know the players here they they it's they're signing up for something different than you know some of the other you know the affiliated leagues and stuff you're not mm-hmm. doing gunfights you're not hanging out at the <laughs> yeah. the club the, no. the upstairs after the game um so yeah it's an interesting dynamic for sure yeah yesterday we had a giant bag of macaroni walking around who can who can <laughs> say that they guys that they have that is that is that to do with the la, la Mar, Mo, moderna La Moderna, that's one of our big sponsors. Uh, La Moderna um, helps us in lots of ways as far as like uh, sponsorships, things like that, the offering us their mascot to use, um, thing, just everything they do. So their, their mascot is a big old bag of macaroni. Big old bag of macaroni, and it is a dream job. <laughs> it is so adorable. I think it's adorable. Some people think it's creepy. I think it's adorable. And the person under the suit probably thinks it's hot. It actually has a giant fan in it. Really? <laughs> a motorized fan. That's fancy. I need one of those in my pants. That would just feel good sometimes when it just gets really hot and sticky. Could use that right now. Yeah. Just flip the switch. Oh, yeah. So you guys, and you guys do just like, I mean, you, you excel at this, but you do the in-between inning uh, 
fan competitions. What are some of your favorite? Knocker ball. Not, okay. When you get inside those giant inflatable um, balls yeah. and you run as fast as you can into somebody and knock, try to knock the other one down. Have you ever gotten to get into one of them? I actually gave one of the other interns a concussion. <laughs> oh, Miles isn't allowed in the knocker ball anymore. <laughs> you know, I was about to sacrifice one of my co-hosts to you and say you guys should go offer a demonstration for me to live call. But after that, no, I, I don't. I don't guess I'll do. We that. don't have health insurance on the show. Yeah, no. it's, uh, don't don't. Hey, you know, I, I should have we have other benefits. <laughs> the other intern was a hundred pounds lighter, but he signed up for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, what happens in Knockerball stays in Knockerball. That's mm -hmm. what they say. That's what they say. Well, Miles, thanks so much for hanging out with us and giving us some, some gold here. All so, right. And thanks for what you do with the Railroaders. Of course, anytime. Thanks yeah. so much for being here. Thanks, yeah, Miles. No, thank you. Take. There goes Miles, intern Miles. Amazing. That was awesome. What a cool follow-up to talking to Denig and then talking to, you know, his number two. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs a good number two, Dan. And yeah. that uh, that Miles is, is certainly that. So, man, we are we're closely getting near game time here. Um, Maybe another song. You got another song for us, Jack? I uh, sure do, Dan. Thanks for saying so. You know, the editing of this <laughs> side note um, is going to be fun, but I'm going to make it happen. We're gonna we're gonna make this happen. So, guys, uh, coming up next, more from the depot in Cleburne. But right now, we're going to listen to some acid jazz. Uh, this is a uh, producer by the name of Tap Daddy. This is his song, Moonlight Escape, right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. Acid jazz there. Now, Tap Daddy is a freelance producer for hire. And uh, if you liked what you heard and you need some beats, go to tapdaddybeats.beatstars.com. Dan, I know that your uh, fledgling rap career needs some beats. 
You know, I can't freestyle in silence. I have to have some something underneath, and that sounds like a good place to find it. I think so. Mm. So, uh, wow, this is a big one, guys, because uh, approaching our little slice of the concourse here at the depot is one Logan Watkins. Now, yes, it is that Logan Watkins. Uh, if you were a 2013 Chicago Cubs fan, it's that guy. He played on the Cubs, Dan. Like, now, the, like the, the top level. At the top level. And now, uh, now he is the manager of a team also at the top, the Cleburne Railroaders. So let's get ready to welcome him in. So ladies and gentlemen, with us now, the manager of your Cleburne Railroaders, Mr. Logan Watkins. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being on with us. So uh, give us some, uh, what's that, Dan? No, I was. I, I accidentally bumped your leg. I promise it oh. wasn't intentional. I thought that was the sign. I thought we were working on our baseball sign. So, uh, Mr. Watkins, um, tell us about the Cleburne Railroaders. What do the folks out there need to know about what this team is right now? Well, uh, if you come out to the game tonight, you're going to see a pretty intense matchup. We're in a playoff race with these guys we're facing tonight. Um, we're currently in uh, third place, and the top uh, three teams make the playoffs. These guys are in fourth, just a game behind us. So it should be a pretty intense game. Hopefully the crowd brings some intensity, because I know our team feeds off that. So this should be a pretty fun atmosphere tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll be here to contribute to that. So we're, we're dealing, we're, we're trying to figure out those hated Sioux City Explorers this evening. What are, I mean, it's a pretty stout team, is it not? Really stout, really good bullpen. If they get a lead, it's really hard to get it back from them. Yeah, and uh, what do you feel like are the uh, what are what are what are your aces in the hole in terms of what are the strengths of the railroaders? You know, we have a we have an extremely dangerous lineup. Uh, we can we have a tendency to go hot and cold sometimes. When we're hot, we can throw up a seven spot anytime. So uh, I think uh, we get everyone's like especially these guys. Like I said, they have a good bullpen, and we, we get their best arms every time we face them because they know what we're capable of. So you, you became the manager uh, a little, what, midway into the season or so? Yeah, about 40 games in or so. Yeah. Um, what was that experience like moving from the, the – you were one of the co on the coaching staff, correct? Yeah, I was the hitting coach. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a whirlwind, to be honest. Uh, but it was something that, you know, I, I, I think I want to manage someday. I've always thought that. Once I was done playing, I'd like to be a manager someday. Uh, didn't know it was going to come my first year coaching, but uh, – <laughs> It's something that uh, I embraced and something I really want to do. So I, I haven't cut any corners. I've tried to do everything the right way. Obviously, there's a learning curve to it. You get more experience as you go on. But uh, I got uh, I got really fortunate that I inherited a team that was uh, stacked with talent. We have a really good team. So more often than not, if I make a bad decision, they can make up for it, and nobody knows. So. <laughs> and you were in the league last year. You were were you you were on the Railroaders last year, or no, no, I played uh, for the Wichita Wingnuts their last year. Uh, they were in the league, and that would have been uh, 2018. Okay, so is there anybody now that you're like coaching that you played alongside, or is, has yeah, the, yeah? How, what what is that like to go from like the peer to the authority figure? Uh, to be honest, I I don't think that they look at me as an authority figure. Uh, <laughs> I have a good relationship with everybody on the team, but yeah, our center fielder, uh, our usual catcher who's hurt right now. Um, John Nestor? John Nestor and then Chase Simpson, our third baseman, they were all in Wichita with me uh, my last year playing there. So yeah, I, I have a good relationship with them. They're older guys, they're experienced guys, so they don't really need me to get on them too often. Uh, Cause, and if I did, I don't know what they would think about it. They'd probably laugh and be like, all right, <laughs> thanks, Logan. So you probably have all, like, 
the makeup of the teams is so diverse because you've got some of those veterans that like this is their league right they've been playing in it mm -hmm. for so long and then you've got the people right out of high school or or right out of college maybe um so what's that like because i feel like that kind of gap is bigger in this league maybe than any other league yeah because with roster construction in this league you only get a certain number of veterans you have to have a certain number of and they do it like ls5 four three two one depending on your experience and professional baseball so uh we have a ton of rookies guys fresh out of college um and to be honest those those may be the most fun guys to work with because they want to learn and they want to they want to go as far as they can in this game the older guys uh not that they don't want to get back to affiliated baseball as well but they they kind of know uh they kind of know what this experience like they know they have to perform um to get out of here and uh the window of their opportunity is starting to shrink so you don't really have to get on them as much about getting their work in and doing things the right way because they know that if they if they want to get out of here, they the sense of urgency has got to be now. Yeah. And you probably have to play mentor a little bit more than maybe in some other leagues as well, right? Or do you think that's just minor leagues in general that the manager really is playing like that mental role as well? Um, you know, uh, for me, it's been mostly just uh, managing the team, managing the bullpen, managing like making sure I'm making the right moves within the game. And then uh, being being just an ear for guys that need to talk because I mean this game this game can grind you out mentally and it's every single day so if you're struggling there's no hiding from it um, so if you know most of the time I feel like guys just need to talk out they need to vent or whatever uh, some of them seek my advice if it's a mechanical deal but more often than not we have good assistant coaches and that's kind of what their uh, that's what their daily job is to work with those guys mechanically and I'm I'm trying to manage the game make sure we put everybody in the best position give us a chance. So you've, you've been around. I mean, you started with the Cubs, and you've, you've played in Mexico. You've played in the Independents. Uh, now, with the Major League Baseball restructuring of the minor system, they cut uh, 40 teams or so. Mm -hmm. uh, has, how do, you, do you feel like that's affected the uh, talent pool for independent baseball at all? I mean, is there just guys lining up to get in here uh, looking for a spot? I mean, I'll tell you what, at the beginning of the year, uh, we started a guy, uh, our opening day starter was a big league guy, and then we, our first three four guys out of the bullpen were big league guys, and they were all throwing upper 90s, and I was like, I mean, we had good players when I was in this league three years ago or so, whenever it was, but I think with the way things have been going because of COVID, and like you said, teams getting cut, there was a lot more high-end talent in this league yeah. at the beginning of the year that has since been signed and, you know, gone back to affiliated baseball. Uh, because I know the opening couple weeks, we lost probably four or five pitchers that we knew probably shouldn't even be here in the first place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, that kind of put us in a tough position because we were happy to see him go, but we weren't really prepared to replace him right away that quick. Sure. So uh, it's been an interesting year. It's, it hasn't been normal, that's for no. sure. <laughs> Where do those replacements come from? Like, do you have some sort of, I don't know, like, when you had open, do you have like open tryouts or a list or kind of people, like where do those replacements come from? Yeah, so there's a, there's a couple different independent ball leagues. There's the Frontier League and some other leagues like that, uh, Atlantic League. And our, our uh, general manager, Josh Robertson, is, uh, he's been around for a long time, so he knows a lot of people in those leagues. He knows a lot of college uh, coaches. He knows who's been uh, looking for work, I guess you could say, or who... Uh, maybe was on a team uh, in this league in spring training and maybe got released out of spring training that still hasn't been signed yet. So it's kind of been uh, taking some chances on some guys we didn't know for sure we were going to get. And then some of that's paid off. And some of that we ended up uh, making moves after that. It's been, it, there hasn't been uh, too many weeks where there hasn't been a roster move. You know what I mean? So it's been, 
it's been uh, interesting, but it's also been kind of fun. It's been uh, it's it's tested all the GMs and the coaches in this league. Like who who can find who can find the diamond in the rough that doesn't have a job right now? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This. I mean, I've 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 experienced several different independent leagues. I love independent baseball. I feel like the American Association has its stuff together. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like some of the other leagues. Um, you know, like you said, this is a solid, I mean, you have a solid roster. A lot of the teams that come to town seem like they're very, very good talent. Um, it's just, you know, sometimes it seems like three stooges you're watching, uh, you know, in some of the, the games I've been to before. Right. It's, you know, the, it's uh, it's just the ball just flying all over the place. Not here. You're talking about Not other here. leagues you've gone to. No, yeah, other yeah. leagues I've, <laughs> I've witnessed. And I think some people, you know, Dan and I are former professional wrestlers, and I, I think that that, that independent uh, scene can you know it can be very good or it can be very bad yeah uh, for for both sports because you know and it puts a bad taste in people's mouth and I think if they were to see what they put on out here what you all put on at, in Cleburne uh, this is great stuff yeah I mean it's a uh if you go back and look throughout this year guys that have got signed it's been primarily pitchers and so a lot of the lineups uh, position player wise in this league right now is really stacked because for whatever reason, I don't know if pitchers were getting hurt in affiliated ball, but uh, they were coming here to get pitchers. And so, but most of our position players, our lineup's been pretty much the same the whole year. Yeah. Um, and we have a good lineup, and they just, none of them, some of them put up really good numbers this year, but they're just not picking up position players. So you're seeing almost every team that we play, uh, they all have a one through nine, almost all always can hurt you. Yeah, is the offense a little stronger than the than the uh, pitching this year? Well, I mean, it's always been that way in baseball. Good pitching typically wins, um, and the best arms in this league. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still quite a few good arms left in this league that are here for who knows what reason. But at the beginning of the year, we, there was there was some pitchers that, like I said, that were in this league that shouldn't have been here, and they were gone pretty quick. So this is unaffiliated baseball, but you guys are a major league partner league um my question is i know that some of the other leagues are tinkering with with rule changes just to see what it looks like in real life uh for major league baseball has the american association done anything like that or do you guys play standard rules uh standard rules okay um like but there are rule changes year to year yeah i mean it feels like we're adding something every year uh right um I mean, in 10 years, I don't know what baseball is going to look like if we keep adding rules every offseason. Yeah. Not that some of them maybe aren't needed, but I think there's also some that maybe don't need to be messed with until they become a problem. And I don't know. Uh, I, I'm a big football fan. I feel like that with football, too. It feels like you can't go two plays without seeing a penalty called because yeah, right. they're being told they need to enforce this this year, and then the next year it's something else on top of that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, people just – people have got to do their job so we're going to do what they tell us to do absolutely but how do you feel about that from a talent perspective like if i'm a kid who's playing uh, experimental baseball but i'm trying to get my body right to go to a league that doesn't use those rules isn't that isn't that kind of weird yeah i mean so i know the atlantic league uh has been doing they just moved the mounds back right and then they've been doing the Trackman uh, strike zones so the umpires aren't calling balls and strikes in that league um, and, you know, I haven't got a chance to watch any of those games, but uh, I just feel like for me, if I was a player and, you know, your statistics are kind of what tells the story of your season and how, how good of a player you are. And if that if I felt like that was messing with my numbers, it, I would feel like, man, it's going to be hard to get out of here because yeah. I'm, I'm pitching from a foot farther back than I have my entire life. And this isn't the same. 
So uh, I don't know. Maybe it's working out for them over there. Like I said, I, I don't know much about it. But uh, I, I would feel that way if I was a player, I guess. And maybe not every player feels that like that. Well, cool. Well, we don't want to take too much of your time. I know you've got you've got a thing called a baseball game that you got to <laughs> kind of manage and stuff. But man, and batting Look, practice is over. So yeah, Logan, we really appreciate <laughs> yeah. you coming in to speak with us, and uh, thank you for what you're doing for the team. Of course, I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you Thanks. bet. Take care. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Logan Watkins. I mean, that has to be one of the youngest managers in all of Major League Baseball. I mean, he's yeah. probably ten years younger than us, and he's managing a baseball team. Dan managing a team of men. He looked like he's strong and fast. Yeah, he, uh, you know, I did play, you know, high school baseball and play, I guess you'd call it semi-pro after, uh, Here we <laughs> go. after I got out of high school uh, during my college days. But no, but um, he, he definitely reminded me of, you know, half the team. He was your very, uh, your tried and true baseball player that you'd encounter. So that was really cool. I think I'd follow that man into war and luckily I don't have to, because if, if I was following him, that would mean that I was on the team, and we would be very bad because of me. Now, we had yeah. to let him go because batting practice was over, and it was time for him to rally the troops, but I did want to ask him about, um, you know, I, I tried to drop the hint about open tryouts to maybe see if those were a thing, because, Jack, you know, you've, you've explained before, you have experience uh, going to independent baseball open tryouts, and I kind of wanted to see if maybe he'd uh, hit you some pepper on the field and see if you still had what it takes. Ooh. I, I didn't have what it takes then when I when I tried out, but you know what, Dan? If if this organization has an open tryout, I say we go. If that happens in the fall sometime, all of us. Yeah, all of us. <laughs> Let's do it. Why not? We'll pay your entry fee. I'm not web. coordinated. I'll, I'll, I, look, or in shape. You're wearing. You're the only one wearing a baseball shirt right now. You are wearing a baseball shirt. That's baseball tee. Uh, baseball tee. Raglan, I think they uh, refer to it as. So this is an open invitation to both Dan and Webb and any other uh, men seeking Tomahawks alum. I'm looking at you, Kyle. If you uh, if you want to <laughs> wake up, Kyle. Wake up, Kyle. <laughs> If you, uh, that's a joke. That is a joke for two people on this planet. Uh, and it, both of them are here right now. And literally, but yeah, I'm wasting our time. But yes, uh, if you are interested, by all means, I will sign us up and I will pay our entry fee and we will all go try out. Now, when we were talking to Miles a little bit earlier, a couple segments ago, and he was talking about all the wacky, wacky things they have. That's what really interested me about minor league baseball and independent baseball to begin with was, you know, especially in a town like here. Okay, we're in Cleburne. We're not right next to Arlington, but we do have a major league baseball team within, you know, within driving distance. So, you know, these teams like this at the stadiums here, they have to do things that are different. They have to have, you know, okay, they're, they're close by, but what else are they doing to bring people in? And a lot of it is that fun factor. Well, kind of like what you said about the Twitter, though, it's not only that they have to, uh, to, to differentiate themselves, but they can, right? They're not they're not limited by the parameters of this major multi-billion-dollar corporation. This is independent. It's roguish. They get to do what they want to do, and I think because of that, you get a quality product on the field, surrounded by nonstop fun entertainment for the kids, for the adults. Um, you know. The, the ticket is not going to break the bank to get in here. And so, yeah, the, the fun factor to me is huge. The other two things that I really appreciate about this level of baseball, one is that one of the cool things about affiliated baseball 
back in the day was that that former players would work their way down you know so you would see guys that you used to you used to see in the majors you get to be able to see them in in a small town environment like this that doesn't happen anymore but you can see those kind of players here you know so it, it is it really is just it's it's the ladder up ladder down effect it's the fun it's the quaintness of it and and, and the other thing too you know when we were talking to Denning and the coach you know there are no reinforcements they they don't have anywhere to call people up from you know so this this really does have that independent spirit where you're on your own pal you know if you can find a pitcher out there if you've got good scouting and you have a good network that's great uh but you don't have a single a affiliate that you can you know get an injury replacement off of well, that, yeah, and it's 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 kind of cool because you're definitely I would say fishing from a different pond than the majors, right? Because the majors they have their systems, they have international scouts, so wherever baseball is being played, they kind of have their you know their eyes and ears on it. But here it's okay. Anybody that's kind of on those radars, they're they're off market, right? Yeah. So it's up to you to okay, like uh, like the coach was saying, like the manager was saying. Uh, where are your relationships with college coaches? Like you're placing phone calls, you're calling people you know. Like who do you have that's off the radar? Who do you have that, I don't know, maybe just got out of prison? You know, like like seriously, like some of these movies, who do you have that like has some a black mark against them? Um, I don't know if you've seen Last Chance U right. on uh, Netflix with the, the college football and college basketball programs, but it reminds me a little bit of that. Like who are these people that maybe need second chances? Who are these people that... Sorry, a hula hut just just was wheeled by. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, th- but that's what interests me as well is like when these players get called up, there's nothing, you know, and this isn't demeaning. This isn't to, to be, but there's nothing underneath this. Um, so you've got to get creative and, and, and find players maybe where, where you don't expect to. I'm bullish, Dan. I think that of, of all, you know, we live in a megapolis that has basically any type of sport you could go go look at whether it's professional or college you have top tier teams i think this is my favorite team to follow in in our area and i think that the more people know about this level of baseball the better now i have a hypothetical for both of you so one of the things we've seen in football recently is these basketball players who are collegiate basketball players will get but they're just so athletic that they'll get brought onto football teams like and tight end. Yeah, like a tight end and automatically be an NFL caliber player. What sport and what position do you guys think would make, you know, where would you, if you're like, okay, the, the baseball pool is tapped out, but we desperately need some athletes to come in that could step in, where would you go? What sport? So we're looking for baseball players outside of baseball is what you're saying. Yes. Man, that's a tough one. I would, I would tend to go maybe towards hockey. Yeah, yeah. Like, reason being, it seems like goalies like might be able to catch. Okay, like a goalie and a catcher, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. they both have mitts. Yeah, gloves. Uh huh. I almost feel like something off the. I feel like the answer is probably something off the radar, like cricket. Okay, because it's got a similar like swing and a ball, and you're catching the ball. Yeah, and just thinking about mo- the modern day baseball, you know, it's super strategic. It's very fast. You don't have as much power hit. Like, people don't – it's it's not like you're trying to get a m- m- bunch of home runs, really, right? I mean, now the modern-day game is 
Speed. Speed. So I think maybe even soccer, I mean, you could put it in that. Soccer's not a bad call, but oh. I just feel like that stroke, the the, the motion of a, of a bat. All right, yeah. hear me out here. And this might be a little too gimmicky, but what if you get a very, very fast runner, like a sprinter, and you teach them how to bunt? Because bunting is, like, it's a skill that not everyone has, but if that's all you focused on was bunting, and you're the fastest player on the field, then you've got your offense squared away because you just got to get a bunt down. And if the pitchers just decide, okay, this guy is a lethal bunter and he's so fast that he gets to first half the time, well, if you walk him, he's so fast, he can steal the bases. Okay, so then you have to find somewhere to put them on defense. That's got offense. Yeah. Um, that's where it becomes a little more tricky, um, but a super fast person is an asset in the outfield. Now, there's skills in terms of, like, angles on the ball and then being able to right. obviously throw the ball in once it comes to you. That's where it gets a little dicey. But I feel like on offense, somebody super fast could do the job. I bet our our, our Mexican uh, talent scout and agent friend Beatty will probably weigh in on this one because – and I and my guess, my, my guess on his answer is going to be that – there's not really a translatable skill set in another sport. Handball. Yeah, handball. Yeah, maybe handball. But yeah, I think that overhand no. throw yeah. is unique to baseball, and because every position requires you to and throw the ball at some point. The you, slapping motion of whenever you hit the ball. Do you remember? Kind of mimics a bit. Now that you say that, do you remember Sports Illustrated back in the day did a April Fool's joke? about like a monk who was trained to throw <laughs> stones to kill wolves at like 120 miles an hour and like how the Red Sox signed him. <laughs> it was a really funny story and they, they, it was way back in the day and they I remember they brought it back up a couple times, but uh, that's, what it, that's what your hypothetical makes me think of. But like you talk about ba- basketball players becoming tight ends. I feel like that's so much easier of a transition than to try to get any other athlete and make them into a, a baseball player just because of all the skills you have to have. Yeah, I think baseball is unique, and, and soccer is kind of this way too, where you really are playing both sides of the ball, so to speak. You really do play both offense and defense. Um, and because those skills are so different, like swinging the bat is such a different skill than you know throwing. catching the ball, throwing the ball. Yeah, um, yeah that's to me, that's that's you're right, that's the breaker, deal breaker, um, is being able to have both of those. Look, yeah. yes, yes! This guy, here he is, finally. He's got the playbook with him, too. We should uh, steal that and go sell it to those guys in the <laughs> Sioux City suits. I, yeah, I don't know how good of a playbook it is, especially after last night looking back. But okay. yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our brand-new friend Brad has joined us. Brad, nice to meet you, sir. Hey, okay, well, appreciate you having me. Welcome guys. to Men Seeking Tomahawk, yeah, sir. I have heard I have heard a lot. It's all true, yeah. unfortunately. It I'm is. Sor- okay. I'm sorry in advance. So, I'm Jack. This is Dan. This is Webb. Welcome, welcome. Now, nice Brad, tell everyone here wears multiple hats. What tell tell our audience what your hats are here for the Cleveland Railroad? So uh, I have been here. I'm. The, am I the only day one guy left? Um, no, Bill Adams is too. There's two of us. Two day one guys left. Um, I've been with the team since 2017, uh, broadcasting all. What is this? Our fourth season now man getting long in the tooth uh yeah fourth year uh it's been a blast man it's been um it's been a lot of fun it's challenging uh it is uh it's rewarding uh to be a part of a clubhouse of guys that are uh are just as good off the field as people as they are players on it yeah um it's a close-knit locker room 
it's it's um it's fun man it, it's rewarding to be around a group of guys that are chasing their dream just kind of like you are yours you know uh it's been um it's been a fun ride and now that this year uh having some success and we're in the dog fight here with what's uh 16 games to go trying to lock up a playoff spot uh each night's important and and these guys know that and they know what this team means to this community and this fan base that's here so uh, they take a lot of pride in the way they play uh playing for these fans in this stadium and just to be a bit just to be a part of that it's pretty special yeah it, it it's i mean like you guys say on the broadcast i mean every game at this point is a playoff game and uh man for all the hard work that you guys put into this it shows. I mean, at every level. I mean, I have been coming out here uh, all season, and this has been a such a, uh, a removal from real life. I mean, it just literally feels like a vacation every time I'm out here. Yeah. And I just really appreciate what you guys do. It, it really it shows. It well, really that's the, you know that's that's the point. I mean, that we we definitely like that kind of feedback because uh, we want to make it an experience. Uh, we want to make it an experience for the for the baseball, the hardcore baseball fan or or the fan that just wants a casual Friday, Saturday night out with friends, family, whomever. Um, we want them to feel equally as important. Uh, we want them to feel like that they can come here and have a good time and there's a niche and there's something here that's for them, something that they'll enjoy. Uh, and, and that's kind of what we do. Denning and I, on the that's kind of how we base our broadcast. You know, you'll hear us times where we're hardcore baseball and we're talking X's and O's and um, you know we're talking velocity and launch angles and all the nerdy baseball references and then there's times where we're talking about eating hot dogs and having fun and and cutting up on the broadcast so we try to bring a little something for everybody um, you know we do, we do the best we can you know, you have third base bar, and that's really that works. That works <laughs> that's for pivotal. me. Yeah, it, that's it is pivotal. pivotal. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. the broadcasting situation like here? Is it? Uh, is, I know there's the the subscription where people from all over the league can watch. Uh, yeah. Is there so, radio as well. Well, so now we've gone back. Last year, last year, two years ago, 2019, we were on local radio on 95.3 K Hits. Uh, this year, we went back to internet only. Uh, because of the affiliation with AABaseball.tv. We wanted to have a, just an audio-only platform uh, that people could go to every night. Uh, so we went back to MixLR, and we just run that off of our website at ILoveTexasBaseball.com. So that's in the background as the platform to, to broadcast the games. But we have so many people that will... Uh, the, the subscription to AABaseball.tv is awesome because for 12 bucks a month, you can literally watch every game in the league every night. And we've got a cross-section of fans that are very loyal to the American Association, and they will, they will watch in the American Association games like they're major league games. So, you, you know, you've got your Mike Trout, Clayton Kershaw's of the world at the major league level. Well, you've got your Zach Narriers and Jason Manzuetas of the world here, too, in the American Association. And those players are, are very important to that fan base. So for $12 a month to be able to watch any game in the in the league is pretty cool. And a lot of people are are taking uh, taking up on that. So uh, we've got we, but we have quite a few. I mean, we, we've got a good following on a baseball.tv. Our broadcast numbers are towards the top of the league, which is which is pretty cool considering we're in one of the smaller markets. Yeah. 
Um, so that that's awesome. And then we've got our, our hardcore following that likes to jump on the on the Mixler app and be able to engage with us in chats during the game and ask us questions and we go back and forth with them. So that's fun to, again, just kind of goes back to that ideology of trying to bring a little something to the table for everyone so everybody has a good time. Yeah. So you guys travel with the team. Um, tell us, give us a little uh, snapshot of what that's like. It's fun, man. Uh, bus rides, you know, I think probably one of the biggest misconceptions uh, is people think that, oh man, God, you're on a bus for 12 hours. That, that's got to suck. You know, that's got to be horrible. No, it's actually not. It's actually a lot of fun. That's where you really, uh, that's where the, the, the brotherhood and the friendships really, um, really develop on those bus rides. And man, we have a good time. You know, we play a lot of games, uh, play a lot of card games, do a little gambling. We might have an ad adult beverage or two along the way. <laughs> Uh, but it's fun. It, it's where it's where the brotherhood uh, is at its thickest. Uh, it's a good opportunity uh, to celebrate if we're playing well. Uh, if we're not playing well, it's a good place, kind of behind the scenes where no one's watching, to be able to vent and kind of get things off your chest before you get to the next city, um, to where you're not doing that in front of fans or or, or whatnot. So, uh, bus rides are fun. Um, when we get to the when we get to the city, we, we go to some pretty cool places too, uh, you know Chicago, Milwaukee, Kansas City. I mean, there's some good stops. Winnipeg, we didn't get to go to Winnipeg this year, obviously with COVID. But in '19, we were there. Uh, yeah, wasn't Winnipeg playing in Tennessee for yeah, a Jackson? Period? Yeah, Jackson, Tennessee. They're finally back home now, but we've already made our trip there. We only faced them all the North Division teams twice, once here and then once at their ballpark. So we've already done with the North Division, just South Division the rest of the way. But, uh, yeah, the, the road stops are pretty cool. Uh, you know, you have a good time getting to see some cities that you might not be familiar with. That's a lot of fun. But, yeah, the road trips are, uh, for, especially for us, for broadcasters, the road trips are why you do this. Yeah. So, you know, this that you gave a really great opportunity to make a transition here. Uh, because like you said, the, the road is a lot of fun. And so uh, the thing that we wanted to talk to you about was because we all have a background in professional wrestling. Yep. Uh, and I know that the, the guys that trained Dan and I uh, all said, you know, the old timers said that really what killed the, the business for them was when the road trip stopped happening. When, they, when the money got big enough that people were taking plane rides, it just wasn't the same. Yeah family feel yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I know that having traveled all over the country and into Mexico to wrestle myself I know those that's where all my stories are uh -huh. so okay so there it is tell us about because I'm very curious what we have a lot of mutual friends on Facebook so I know that you're involved in wrestling yeah. what what is it that you do with professional wrestling okay so uh, I am I am part of the ownership group for Lucha Brutal which is okay. uh, an independent company here in the Metroplex area Texas we're starting to expand a little bit cool we've got a big show coming up uh, next weekend at Lola's in Fort Worth and then we're down in Austin uh, in September um, I am not I'm just behind the scenes during the baseball season. I'm not in front of the camera until the season's over. Um, but we're growing. Uh, we're doing. We got some big, big things lined up. Uh, but yeah, that's um, that is where uh, wrestling is actually where I got my start in broadcasting. Uh, I back at gosh, what was that? 2000 WrestleMania 17 in Houston. Uh, back when Jr. Uh, had his second bout. Uh, with Bell's palsy, um, 
the WWE had uh, they they basically had a casting call looking for a broadcast voice, and uh, I was encouraged by a few folks uh, at University of North Texas. Uh, they said, you know, you should go go get in on that, and I had an inside connection for them to to base. I basically got a quick tryout. Uh, with Kevin Kelly, who I'm still very close with now, who does work with Ring of Honor in New Japan. Uh, and so I got in. I got in. I was one of the uh, one of the 16 that they chose for that and uh, made, made my way all the way to the end. In fact, if you, if you go back, my little five seconds of fame, five seconds of WWE fame, if you go back and watch the, uh, if you go back on, well, I say the network now, Peacock, if you go back on Peacock and you watch... Uh, and you watch WrestleMania 17 on one of the, I think it's the bumper video right before Benoit and Angle. I can't remember. It's either Ben, I think it's Benoit and Angle, uh, where they show the access feed. Uh, they actually show the match that Kevin Kelly and I called together oh, wow. from access. So that, that was cool. That kind of got me, you know, I grew up watching wrestling, but, but to get, uh, to get at the broadcast table for that, that, that got me going. That's yeah. that's where I wanted. That's I was like, okay. level. yeah, and yeah. and early on to be able to get that uh, early on and get in front of the right people, and from there, uh, made friendships with uh, Jimmy Jacobs and Colt Cabana, and so then I got a tryout with uh, Ring of Honor, 2005, um, and then. Uh, Life kind of took me in a different direction. Uh, and then it came up again when Kevin Kelly came back to Ring of Honor in 2013 and uh, went, out for, um, went out for a show in Vegas, where they were doing the pay-per-views in Vegas. Uh, went out there for that and uh, got another opportunity uh, there. And that was when they hired Ian Riccoboni which Ian Riccoboni is fantastic. He's great. Now, by no means did I, am I saying that I should have gotten the job over Ian Riccoboni. He's fantastic. Uh, but they went with Riccoboni, uh, and he's been off to the races ever since. So, like, for me, in terms of wrestling, I've always felt like, man, I was just – I was one step short. You know, they say yeah. timing is everything, right? And I was either one step too early or I was either one step too late in every every – opportunity that I've had yeah. so then I decided I, I let's just get back on the independent level and let's just have some fun with it so uh, I was doing some work with DCW at the time um, when they were running uh, Randy Wayne uh, found me through here through the railroaders and he said hey you know I knew you had a little bit of a wrestling background would you be interested in doing some work I said yeah I'd love to so I did a little bit with them and that's when I met Rogelio Martinez and Rogelio is the owner and founder of Lucha Brutal. So him and I collaborated with some ideas to do some work together. Uh, we started out, did a couple of shows before the pandemic, which were great. I mean, we were we were running good, and then like anything else, pandemic got in the way. But now we're now we're back. We actually had a show out here. Uh, our return show was here at the Depot um, last month. Um, we had Ray Fury and ASF. They tore the house down here. Um, and so now we're doing the show at Lola's next week, and then we got some stuff in Austin, and 
got some cool things uh, lined up for later in the year. So, yeah, wrestling's still a passion. Yeah, and you uh, guys have had wrestling promotions at the Railroaders games. Yeah, right? Lu- yeah, yeah Lucha Bertal was here. Yeah, yeah that it was, was. I wanted to clarify that that was with a game. Yeah, so it was. Just, yeah, it was. Literally, it was cool. right here on the concourse, yeah. and there were. I don't know. There were probably five or six hundred that were out here. I mean, oh, they were wow. going bananas. It was it yeah. was awesome. We had a lot of fun with it. So yeah, um, we got some things worked out with the railroaders in the future that we're going to be announcing. Um, cool. So yeah, it's um, it's 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 getting going again. Good and yeah. uh, definitely excited for what the future holds there. Yeah, glad to hear it, man. I mean, yeah, Dan and I. Yeah, you mentioned North Texas. We went there. Uh, we we were. Uh, workers for a promotion out of Denton called XCW. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, we did that for seven, eight years apiece. And we've got the same kind of stories, the yeah. shoulda, woulda, coulda. Oh, and, I know, yeah. And it's, it is what it is, but yeah. it's so there's so many fun stories. And like you said, just the brotherhood that you develop. And and you that's know. that's the part that uh, that's the part that I talk about often. Like the it's very similar. The, the, the wrestling locker room and the baseball clubhouse are almost one and the same. If you walked in both of them, and you and you didn't know and you didn't know anything about anything, you would have a tough time telling which which one's baseball, which yeah. one's wrestling from the camaraderie amongst the boys. It's yeah. it's very similar. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Well, Dan, maybe that. So before you sat down, Dan was asking us a hypothetical about what sport athlete could you translate into a baseball player. Maybe Brad has the answer. Maybe it's a pro wrestler, Dan. Maybe that's what uh, you should you should think about and consider. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah. So, well, Brad, thank you so much for <laughs> sitting down. Absolutely. Thank you for having us out. We really, uh, like I said, this is a gym. This is probably my favorite place on the planet, and I'm just really glad that we could be a part of it. And this. how how cool is it that you guys are here tonight? I mean, this is this is the game of the year. I mean, every game left C-Dan? is the game of the year. So I picked tonight, it on the calendar. Don't say C-Dan. Oh, I'm the one I, who picked out today. I pick every night on the calendar. Yeah, we, we got a one-game lead over Sioux City, who we're facing here tonight uh, in the can't depot. Get to so. even. got to stay ahead. Right. So uh, the the crowds, go, we expect them to be loud tonight. It's oh. going gonna, gonna to be a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, we're, we're ready to try to get a dub we're, we're bringing a big, up, a big dub right uh, a big dub yeah and, yeah we're, we're wearing our noah vaughn shirts now tell me real quick before we let you go is he is he doing the, the thick rim glasses because of the major league thing is no that, no no actually it's not no noah yeah noah's wow. just a noah's a cool cat man yeah. he, he marches to the beat of his own drum and and you know you look at noah and and you think wow like if you just looked at him didn't know anything about his baseball background He'd be like, that guy plays baseball? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, not only does he Good. play baseball, he's a dude, man. Yeah. Like, he is a dude. He's he, one of – Noah Vaughn's one of our outfielders here, and he – I assumed that he was wearing the thick rim glasses to uh, honor – Yeah, Charlie pay homage to, yeah, yeah. to Ricky Vaughn. Yeah, but yeah. That, no. that, that being a happy coincidence makes me it even is, happier. Yeah, it's so. just, it is 100% coincidence. Yeah. yeah, that's just Noah being Noah. I yeah. like it. Well, cool. Well, Brad, thank you so much again. Absolutely, and, guys. Appreciate yeah. you having me, and uh, – Let's, uh, let's go get a win tonight. Let's do it. Okay. Do it. Appreciate it, guys. I'm fired up now. <laughs> I'm fired up, and I have nothing to do with it. What do I do? All right, guys. Well, Daddy's going to have to put puzzle pieces together, but right here is the outro, and uh, somehow or another, we're going to get here. I hope you guys had fun uh, doing this with me. I really appreciate y'all coming south of town to to take this in because uh love this place and i'm love that you guys are here can't wait to try some of the libations i'm charging you mileage by the way <laughs> well yeah what's the uh, reimbursement right now is it Stop 54 it. cents a mile i believe uh, so far, yeah far less than that it's all in bitcoin 
For all things Cleburne Railroaders, including game tickets and merchandise, go to ilovetexasbaseball.com. Be sure to follow the Railroaders and us over on the social. Subscribe to Men Seeking Tomahawks wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And to hear more from the musicians featured on today's show, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. For Dan, I'm Jack. For Jack and Webb, I'm Dan. For Dan and Jack, I'm Webb. All right.